podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Huge focus on the January transfer window and splashing out the players coming in and players going out. But I think what's been for uh, unnoticed is that there's actually six academy graduate players in the Celtic team just now. And uh, I just wanted to know is it, is it important to you moving forward that there is that pathway to continue to exist, the Celtic to continue to grow their own players and not to their own talent and for those young players to know that they will get that first opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's essential. Um, yeah, just to, to pick up on what you first said, um, we're never going to be a club that splashes out. You know, we, we just don't have the, the, the financial resources to do that. So, and I don't think we'll ever be at that level when you see the economy of world football. So we've got to be really... Um, you know, efficient in 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 how we um, deal with with p- both producing players and players we bring in, and and a big part of it for me is definitely the the academy pipeline. And you know, one of the areas we're you know really concentrating on at the moment in terms of restructuring and in terms of making sure we're we're really spot on with both our coaching development and our scouting uh, of of young players um you know will become a great emphasis because you know it's ideal for me um you know if we can always you know every year top up with players coming um, through our own processes, meaning that they already understand how we play, that we've already identified, they've worked with us, um, they understand the club and, and its its values and, and the expectations around it. It makes it a lot easier than, you know, sort of um, trying to bring in a whole new uh, breed of people every sort of two or three years. So it's 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 another area where we're doing a lot of work in the background on. Um, obviously, um, we've got people... Uh, who have been involved with the academy for a very long time, Chris McCart, and obviously um, with the B team as well. So, you know, I'm working closely with them to make sure that that pipeline continues. Can I also ask you about Diogo? Uh, there's a narrative of criticism developing here about maybe diving and other things and stuff like that. I mean, how much are you aware of that? And is the player aware of that? Or 
you just tell him to sort these things off is of his valuable contribution that he's brought to the team since he came in so far? Who are these brave people, these warriors who, you know, accusing people who are out there? Um, you know, Kyogre's the size of a jockey. He's playing against guys almost, uh, you know, foot taller than him. And uh, all these brave warriors on the outside are casting aspersions, are they? I haven't read it. I, I, I won't read it. Um, you know, you end up in arguments with uh, ignorant people, yeah you'll eventually become one of them. So I kind of ignore those kind of uh, narrative as you as you painted it. Um, I think Kyogre's been great for our football club. I think he's been great for Scottish football. Um, and I'd be surprised if anyone wouldn't want somebody of his character and his playing ability in their club or in their league. So beyond that, um, mate, as I said, uh, yeah... Good on all these brave soldiers sitting in their studios or lounge rooms or wherever they are, and yeah, throwing these narratives across the across the bay. Thanks, mate. Alison. Hi, I'm just picking up a little bit on what's been said there. Where are you in terms of transfers for January? Is there anybody kind of further down the line? No, we're, we're, you know, as I, as I said, we're, we're working hard on it. Um, there's always, you know, things that you need to sort of um, overcome on a daily basis, particularly at the moment with the way the world is in terms of, you know, the way we have discussions and, and um, you know, how we follow up on things. But we're, we're still, you know, I'm still really um, happy with the way things are tracking and I still expect us to be well organised and, and have... <coughs> You know um, the people we want in place. Hopefully, early in 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 the transfer window. Um, that's been the plan all along. And so I've been working with uh, Michael and, and the other key people at the club um, uh, with uh, around that. And, and there's nothing that's happened that's you know, made me think that we might be um, on schedule with that. In terms of the the game tomorrow night, how do you approach it? Will you give some other players maybe some game time? Yeah, look, you know, for us, obviously, we're still uh, we're in the middle of a really busy period, and and we continue. You know, we've got still I think eight games between now and the break, and um, it makes sense for us um, tomorrow night to uh, give some people a bit of a bit of rest. They've been playing a fair bit of football, and also to give some others some game time because you know we're definitely going to need them. You know, we saw on the weekend we had you know guys like um, you know Greg Taylor come back into the team and, and Mikey Johnson come back in and and it's really important that you know whenever we need to make changes that somehow we get players some game time and I think tomorrow night's a great opportunity to do that to to give some game time to players who haven't had a lot lately so that you know should they be needed going forward or if they get an opportunity um, you know they've, they've played some football against you know obviously a good quality opponent which will be a good test for us tomorrow night just on that note, Ange, can we just have a, an injury update in terms of the three who missed and any others who may not return? Um, no, uh, 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 Stephen Walsh is fine, he's okay, so he's available. Uh, Tony Ralston, uh, probably not for tomorrow night. Um, James Forrest, who came off on the weekend, nothing serious, but again, we won't risk him tomorrow night. Um, and uh, I think that's. It in terms of uh, guys who um, the ones who sort of have had the short term stuff um, 
the rest are all sort of longer term uh, out. But um, yeah, they're the main ones. We met, we heard your quotes obviously at the weekend, just talking about a club like Celtic don't do dead rubbers. In terms of the the French players who who will get their chance tomorrow night, is this the chance for them to lay down that marker? You know, it's a busy festive period coming up. Is it a chance for them to stake their claim as, as their first team regular if they can take the shot? Well, yeah, as I said before, it's an opportunity for them. I mean, we're, I'm not going to sort of judge them on, on one performance but it is an opportunity absolutely and uh, it's like anything else uh, in life I mean you saw you know I spoke about Liam Scales on the weekend you know he comes on and he hasn't played featured a lot but he works hard at training every day plays for 15 minutes and makes an impact well you know that's I wouldn't have judged him harshly if he didn't but he hasn't done his cause any harm by coming on and, and making an impact and that's the opportunity that exists for all the players um, whether um, you know they've, they've played a lot recently or they haven't um, I know they've been training hard because that's how we train and we wouldn't let them not uh, train hard but the second part of that is for them to take that opportunity as you said and then you know make a case for themselves moving forward Hi Ange, um, nice to see you again um, you, you, your quote there we're never going to be a club that splashes out there's an expectancy from Celtic fans as a lot though for the club to spend money um, can you maybe just give us a little bit more info as to exactly what you meant there Splash for me is you know we, we'll never be a club that overspends put it that way you know, um, this club has been run well before my time in a very um, prudent manner in terms of its finances, and 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 that should always be the case. Um, it, it hasn't restricted it from from bringing in talent whenever it it, it needed to, and and didn't restrict us, um, you know, in the previous window, and it won't restrict us in the next window. But you know, we we work in a in a in a football economy where there are different scales for different clubs and a club of our size I think has always got to be you know a little bit different with the way we we spend our money because we know you know we've got to get a bit of bigger bang for our buck than others mate we can't get too many wrong you know we 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 want to be a club that that you know when we invest in a player we we try and you know it's not an exact science obviously and you know you're going to get some that don't work out but you know we're, we're never going to be just spending for the sake of it that's for sure and finally for me the, tomorrow night is your 12th European tie of the season um, <laughs> quite remarkable isn't it that this is where you are how would you assess from walking in the door and being thrown into Champions League ties to where we are now in terms of where you are in the Europa League group and of course looking ahead to the conference group yeah look uh, you know I mean not, not me personally but I just think for the team, I think I, I definitely think we've made progress. Um, you know, I, um, whether that's reflected always in the results, um, no. But I think we've made progress in both our football, our performances, um, our belief. Um, you know, if you if you look at from where we started, and and you know, even the sort of team we were putting out in those Champions League qualifiers as compared to sort of the last game against uh, Leverkusen and our performance it's been it's been progress which has been pleasing obviously we, we didn't achieve what we wanted to which is the disappointing bit um, but you know my view is that if we keep progressing um, keep challenging ourselves to play against the very best and you know our group was was a decent group you know we've got a team who's 
you know, Leverkusen, who's, you know, I think, third in the Bundesliga. We've got Betis, who are third in the La Liga. I mean, that's it's not a bad group. French Varos on top of their league. Um, it was a good test for us, you know, and, and I think we measured ourselves. We, we left nothing in the tank. Uh, I don't think we have to sort of worry about us not putting it out there. We did that. We got, we got spanked a few times, but I think we... You know, we gave out as much from on our behalf as well, and I think we've learned from that. So um, it's been progress made, and I think, from my perspective, that's what I want to continue. Thanks, Ange. Thank you, bud. Andrew McLean. Andrew. Hi, Ange. A Japan manager in the last day or so has said that he's planning on picking a, a domestic squad for their qualifiers in January. Do you see that as a, a boost for yourself and a boost for Kyogo, given just the amount of football he's played this year? Yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, I, 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 there might need to be some clarification around those quotes, I think, because I know he's, he's picked a squad for... They've got a couple of friendlies before that. I'm not sure that they'll, they'll, that'll be the case for, for the actual qualifiers. Um, but if it is, then, um, yeah, it'll be great, obviously, because they're going to be missing some football in terms of, you know, Kyogo has had what... Uh, he's coming up to his sort of 11th month of football now uh, without a real break and um, yeah, obviously we're looking at January to give him a little bit of time off and it'll be great if he can sort of come back with us and then uh, finish the season strongly so we've just got to sort of yeah, we're always monitoring him to be fair to him he's, he's really good at looking after himself off the field and presenting himself well And, and um, but you know I think yeah, the, the whole national team thing is always going to be a challenge for us, but especially um, this coming year with with a, with a calendar as it is. But you know, we've coped with it in the past, and we'll, we'll cope with whatever's thrown uh, at us in the future. And a lot of players during this period say that they prefer, you know, playing a game every three days or so, and, and that's the way they like to do it. Do you have the same mindset as a manager, or would you much rather have that that training time in between? Yeah, look, I mean, you know, you know, what else a player's going to say? You know, they're not going to that alloy playing. I mean, and, and and I get that, but you know, I think there's always a balance. You, you, I think players also enjoy having a, a you know, a, a decent sort of training uh, period as well, and 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 a good recovery between games because then they can perform at optimum levels. If if you're constantly playing, I, I get it that they enjoy playing, but I think players even themselves realise that there's a natural attrition there where they can't perform at the highest levels because of the, just the amount of football they have to play. But um, you know, maybe they just don't enjoy my training, mate, and prefer playing. Or I don't know. But uh, look, from my perspective uh, as a coach, you always feel like you want more time with them. You know, to 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 recover and be to do some work for the next game but you know we, we, as I said I think I said a couple of weeks ago you know you have to be creative as a manager and, and your coaching staff have to be creative to find other ways to get our information across the players so that even though it's a tight schedule you know we're still giving them the, the opportunity to improve um, and if that's not on the field it's off the field with the information we give them so that you know as I said uh, you just don't want to be playing games without actually developing and improving you know Joe Hendry. Andrew, there's been a lot of talk already about who's coming in in January, um, but there are reports that Barkas could be heading out. Is that something that you're looking at? 
Look, in terms of players out, you know, again, I've I've been fairly consistent on that. Those discussions will happen, you know, um, between now and and then. And if players feel like their futures are, are better served away from here, then um, you know, we'll we'll sit down with them and, and find a solution. Uh, but you know, my focus right now is what's in front of us. We've got some big games coming up. Um, in the background, we're working on the players we want to bring in and working on, uh, you know, if players want to go, um, we're working on that as well. But in terms of having individual discussions or trying to um, sort of really pursue that avenue, um, it's not it's not a priority for me right now. No. And just touching briefly uh, again on in the game at the weekend, which you look you, like you fairly enjoyed against Dundee United. Was that as satisfying a feeling as you've had on the road with Celtic so far? Well, look, you know, it was a it was a good performance. I mean, I'm allowed to enjoy myself. I mean, I'm not that miserable all the time. I can, you know, we we played well. We scored some good goals. I've managed to smile a couple of times, but you know, it's um, I do love what I do, and I feel pretty fortunate. So I'm going to enjoy the good times as I want the players and our fans to. So, um, but you know, was it any more significant than any other away victories? No, you know how hard it is to win away against a difficult opponent. Um, but I was pleased because we played well and we scored some good goals and, and you know, gave some excitement to our fans. Well, you know, that's stuff that, that I enjoy as well. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try to stay more sort of reserved next time so that people don't they get too sort of upset about things. OK, that's David, uh, David Flanagan, please. Hi, I'm Steve from the Senate here. Hey, mate, I want to ask about the role of Joe Hart and Celtic's build-up. Is the emphasis on shot over mid and long-range passing something you've adapted for Joe's skill set specifically? Or do you see this as a template for how you want your goalkeepers to play with the ball itself? No, yeah, it's not about Joe specifically. It's it's how we want to play our football. And I've, look, I've, I've always felt with that that, you know, there's a lot of emphasis on, on goalkeepers playing out from the back. Uh, obviously, if, if you want to be a team that sort of builds up from that, the goalkeeper becomes a, a pretty crucial part. But I've never expected my 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 goalkeepers to, to sort of, you know, nail passes like Beckenbauer. Oh, wrong generation for you guys, but, you know, a, I don't know, a Xavi or, or something like that. Um, the idea of a goalkeeper is that he's there to, use his hands and stop the goals but he can help us in our build-up by you know making simple passes and, and being an avenue for us to sometimes just change the direction of the game or change the um you know the, the tempo of our game and um it's not just about joe any goalkeeper i've had um you know whether they're guys who are comfortable with their feet or not i think anyone you know can sort of pass the ball five or ten yards. It's about then giving them the confidence and, and the tools to, to see what what the options are when we're playing out from the back. Um, but, you know, Joe's distribution, I think, is improving. Um, you know, there's been a couple of moments in recent weeks where he's, you know, played things a bit longer um, out of his hands and, you know, we've had some great counter-attacks from that because we've got some quick players up front. So, you know, that's, that's developing as well. So, um, you know, as I said, that's, that's poor more of a template of how I want my teams to play than sort of specific around, you know, Joe. And are there any players in the B team that you might look to integrate either tomorrow or in the near future? I know that Oluwa Yemi's been in the squad previously. Is he one you're particularly impressed by? Yeah, Toby's, uh, you know, Stevie Woods, our goalkeeper coach, rates him very highly and remember we've had him up training with the team. He's, you know, shown some good, uh, good qualities and, and with all these guys, we try and include them as much as we can and give them that experience, whether it's training. Uh, obviously, Toby was on the Champions League list, so it gives him a chance to travel with the team and just get the experience. Um, 
we've had other guys, you know, uh, young Dane Murray's been up from the B team as well, um, uh, played some football with us. So we're always, again, looking, you know, working closely with... Uh, with Tommy um, in terms of the, the B team structure and how they play and, and guys who you know they want to give some, some experience in first team training um, in terms of you know, playing obviously they've got to be on the Champions League list for us to, to, to put them in tomorrow night um, I think Dane's on that list as well so you know he's we've had him on the, on the bench a few times so again any opportunity we get to give him some experience whether that's Playing or training, I think is again it's important because uh, yeah they train here alongside us. They uh, they live and breathe the place, and uh, you know they can see the first team. It's literally a fence away, and we want to make sure that you know there's an incentive there for them to to cross that fence line and one day be part of the the first team. Thanks, Thanks, mate. Thanks, Thanks mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Hi, Ange. Hi, mate. Just come back to your squad again. You said last week Jota would be a few weeks. How confident are you'll be a fit and available for the the cup final? I'm very confident he won't be, mate. Um, so, yeah, no, he, he won't be right for the cup final. A few weeks means a few weeks. So, how long that stretches out for, we'll, we'll wait and see. But he definitely won't be right for the cup final. Was it a more serious injury than you first thought? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously we're waiting for the final diagnosis, but when it came in, as I said, it was going to be a few weeks. So it was going to be three to four weeks uh, recovery, depending on how he's going. only happened a week ago, so if you look at timelines, um, it gets pretty tight for between now and the break. Uh, So we'll just have to see how he recovers from it. What's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything, but losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com Internet for details. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.